Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorers with another episode of the Vitality Explorer News Podcast. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. This week, as always, we're going to start with a quote, and here it is. Faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. Faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. And that's from Martin Luther King. So this week we're going to do uh, three specific topics and start with three ways to add meaning to your life. Then we're going to learn about why low vitamin D is associated with higher risks of dementia and stroke. And then we're going to finish with reading about, about why belief in yourself, others, and your purpose really does matter. So let's start with the one that's difficult, and that's meaning. But meaning really does matter to our vitality. But searching for meaning, I think, can be quite difficult. In fact, I think it can be brutal. And I had to ask myself a question and actually look it up. But what exactly is meaning? And I think it's a pretty deep philosophical question that requires some thought and maybe many, many, many books and time. But I think here's a few things to consider. Meaning requires us to define ourselves. Meaning requires us to find value in our actions and meaning demands we find significance in our lives. And here's the three ways I think that are going to be helpful. There's many ways, but here are just three ways to add meaning to your life that we're going to discuss today. Number one is to believe in something bigger than yourself. Number two is to foster resilience. And number three is to cultivate closeness. Believe in yourself, foster resilience, and cultivate closeness. So let's start with that first one. And I think belief in, in something bigger than you is, is, is really my definition of spirituality. Now, this means to me to be unselfishly engaged in the surface, uh, service of others. Uh, now, that can be in the context of religion, but it can also be in the context of any higher cause. The key, I think, is to get yourself out of the way and help others in need. Now, obviously, that's easy to say and very difficult to do. So what, how, do you, how, how do you get the blocking and tackling of that right? How do you get that started? So stop thinking about how to optimize your life. These are my suggestions. Stop thinking about how to optimize your life and start thinking about how to optimize other people's lives. Now, again, easy to say, very difficult to do. I'm still, uh, that's why I call myself a vitality explorer because I can write that stuff down, but I still try to live it every day and I flunk sometimes or maybe more than sometimes. So belief in something bigger than yourself is number one. Number two is resilience is another way to add meaning. And I think it's important to take a look at Viktor Frankl's work on this. It is experience in developing resilience while living in a concentration camp. And he, he, he came up with this idea that re resilience isn't just about surviving. Resilience is about shifting your mindset about suffering. Let me say that again, that's tough. This is a tough, tough one this week. Resilience is about shifting your mindset about suffering. This is where we experience Frank, Frankel's brilliance. And here's a quote. Frankel's epiphany that his suffering in the Nazi concentration camp would prepare him to teach others about how to find meaning in suffering. That is a reframing of a bad situation into a larger context where meaning makes suffering more bearable and meaningful. So you can see the references for these. Uh, discussions about Frankel's work, or you can read his book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is phenomenal. Um, you know, it's sold over 12 million cop copies. So again, belief in something bigger than yourself, that's number one. Foster resilience is number two. And the third one 
is really to, to focus on valuing relationships and cultivating closeness. That's a fundamental way to find meaning. So what else is really more important than the people we love or the people we spend time with? And I think too often we discount social connections as important. And really learning how to cultivate closeness is something we've talked about in the past um, as being important for vitality, but I think it's also very specifically important for finding meaning in life. So belief, resilience, and closeness all associated with higher levels of meaning um, and tightly correlated with vitality. Um, having, having meaning is a complex topic. There was a, a paper that, again, the references you can see on the Vitality Explorer Substack site of 925 participants from Norway that gives them specific suggestions to consider if we wish to enhance our meaning. Now, the meaning clearly varies by age group, but there were some overall trends. And here's three quotes from the paper. Number one, religio religiosity and spirituality had the strongest correlation to meaningfulness for people later in life. Number two, unselfish engagement with the surroundings of future generations also stood out as a prominent source of meaning related to meaningfulness. And number three, positive associations were found between resilience and meaningfulness as well as between resilience and satisfaction in life. And that was especially important for the 18 to 64 year old group. Now the full, full uh, data can be seen at the Substack site, but I think the, the point of this first one for this week is meaning matters. And uh, we will revisit this topic much more uh, in future posts. You can always, of course, post your comments and suggestions about how to enhance meaning on the Substack site. But for now, we're gonna jump into number two for this week. And that is low vitamin D is, is associated with higher risk of dementia and stroke. Now, people who have followed this Vitality Explorer news know that vitamin D is a very big part of the research I'm doing right now, but I found this paper this week pretty staggering. So vitamin D really is not truly a vitamin, but more like a hormone that has widespread influence on human health and disease. And really low levels are associated with a variety of pretty bad conditions. Um, the paper that it is reviewed looked at 427,000 people, and they evaluated the risk of dementia and stroke in relation to vitamin D levels and other parameters. Now, it can be quite confusing because vitamin D is reported out in two different ways, either nanograms per milliliter or nanomoles per liter, um, but I think what we can think of is 20 in the nanograms per, per milliliter and 50 in the nanomolars per liter as being the definition of, in, uh, of deficiency. Again, this is complex, but I think the point here is that low levels are, are not good for your brain. The optimal levels are hotly debated. Um, I, I really have been diving into this for a few years, and we'll, we'll talk about that also in a future post. But here's the bottom line from the study. Low vitamin D was associated with a significantly higher risk of both dementia and stroke, and that means vitamin D levels are a modifiable risk factor for these devastating brain conditions. Let's dive into the data. Remember, a hazard ratio is the ratio of a chance of an event occurring in the treatment arm divided by the chance of an event in the control arm. So for people who had 50 nanomolars per um, uh, liter or less than 20 um, in the United States version of that, um, had a higher risk of developing dementia. And the hazard ratio is 1.79. If you're if you're below 25, if you're between 25 and 49, it was still 1.24. Interestingly, if you were above 125, 
uh, your hazard ratio was 0.81. Now this means that people in that zone had a lower risk of dementia. Um, now there were only a very few people in that, so it's not definitive, but I think it's something we should follow. And the re researchers also looked um, and, and at an overall threshold for dementia, they found the reference point was set at about 50. Below that, there was an increased risk of dementia, and above that, had a lower risk of dementia. So it should be at least 50, um, you know, uh, on your um, nanomolars per liter, or 20 um, minimum for uh, to having a decreased, you know, so you don't have an increased risk of dementia. Uh, again, this gets a little confusing, but I think there's a few things to take home. A protective level um, in, for, for vitamin D had some po possible mechanisms that they went over in the paper, which were pretty cool. Now, this is nerdy medical stuff, but the presence of vitamin D receptors have been found in your brain, and it can function as what we call a neurosteroid, promoting the growth and maturation of neurons. That's number one. Number two is there can be a vascular mechanism where vitamin D is associated with a reduced risk of a thrombosis, which is a clot. And the third is vitamin D can act as a neuroprotectant, suppressing excess neuroinflammation. So pretty, pretty interesting and pretty powerful paper. Um, you know, often we think that strokes or, or dementia are not preventable, but this data strongly suggests that any vitamin D deficiencies should be corrected to reduce the risks of both dementia and stroke, okay? Uh, right. Look at the, the Substack, Vitality Explorer Substack site for further details and all the references, including the, including the full abstract. So let's finish up with belief matters. And this is sort of what I call the greatness in 2022 halftime report because it's almost July here. And um, let's repeat that sort of Martin Luther King quote from the beginning. Faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. So back on December 31st of 2021, I published a post that focused on how we can all be prepared for greatness. I put the full version of that at the end of this, uh, this post on, on Substack again. But here's a lesson, here's my primary lesson I learned so far in 2022, and that is belief matters. Believing in yourself, believing in others when they don't believe in themselves, and belief in something bigger than yourself is the key to long-term vitality. So again, belief in yourself, believing in others, especially when they don't believe in themselves, and then believing in something bigger than yourself was really valuable. So how do you do that? Number one, suspend your disbelief in yourself today. Silence that voice of judgment in your head and take a leap of faith knowing you'll be okay even if you fail. Right, number two, suspend your disbelief in somebody close to you. That's really important one. Suspend your disbelief in somebody close to you. Empower their dreams with your faith. And number three is suspend your disbelief that you can make a difference in our broken world. And I think sometimes we think that our individual efforts don't make a difference. But if we collectively made a whole bunch of individual differences, we will make a difference. And if you only make a difference in a, in a single other person's life, that's still important. So that's my halftime lesson. It goes with my purpose that I've been trying to define for years, which is enhance global vitality one person at a time. So if even one person out there is listening to this Vitality Explorer News podcast and it helps you believe in yourself, believe in somebody else, or believe in something bigger than yourself, then I will have met my goal. All right, you can read the full thing about how we are prepared for greatness uh, on the Substack site. 
And I really appreciate the people who are listening to this podcast. It is continuing to grow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can post them on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. They, are, they will be in the show notes below. And uh, one little footnote here, we will be taking a little vacation, but I'll see you back here in a couple weeks for more of the Vitality Explorer News podcast. And until then, get out there and dare to be vital.